0: This episode is brought to you by Learnly. For more information, go to learnly.me. Enjoy the show.
1: Teach me how to duck. Teach me, teach me, how to duck, duck, duck. Everybody you Let's get it. All right. <laughs> hey, y'all. Welcome to Cross Paltic. <laughs> that was a short intro. Thank you for joining us. Before every that was show, man. not the intro as <laughs> yeah, expected. Yeah, oh, but, y'all want to do that, I could do the
2: other intro, but that was pretty good. Before every
1: show, I asked Knox, what is our intro music? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you know, it's. It's it's the music that we always play. Yeah, he did the same thing to me. It wasn't so it wasn't. we got a we got an all star lineup for you guys today. We got Al Mohler coming on. Uh, we yeah. got John MacArthur coming yeah. on. Phil Johnson coming on, and Pastor Doug Wilson hey. is in the studio with hey. us hey.
3: in the cheap seats but,
1: <laughs> in the peanut gallery. Thanks
0: for coming back. It's yeah. really
1: good to have you. Let
3: me
2: get you. And,
1: I'm, and I'm so we're going to be conference. talking about Shepherd's Conference, social yes. justice, and and but do before, we have permission to talk about that? We do. Oh, okay, yep. good.
2: Um, because I, I, I phil johnson sure.
1: retweeted doug yesterday and i took that as permission okay so, so talk. we got, we got licensed. <laughs> yeah so okay, so we're all good sure. but before we poor. talk about so- social justice in the shepherds conference um you guys got to come to grace agenda oh, april yeah. 5th through the 6th and pastor wilson will be speaking cr wiley will be speaking <laughs> Uh, Nate what Wilson will be speaking. What does Starbucks have Luke to do across politics? Jankovic will be speaking. <laughs> ben <What> is- Merkel.
2: <laughs> Can I
1: finish <laughs> a sentence?
2: No. Wow. There's harsh rebuke that needs to happen in this moment.
1: But the conference is on raising kids, and that has everything to do with all the problems we're seeing in social justice. Keep you your kids. Keep your kids.
0: Amen. Yes. Did you say that CR Wiley's coming? Yes, I wasn't it. listening I to you. <laughs> I don't think anybody's been listening to me this whole introduction. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but this is D- Doug's been in the nine, peanut nine, guy listening, listening. Yeah. <laughs> in Moscow, April fifth and sixth. It's a free conference. Like Grace. And you should come. We'd love to meet you, especially if you watch and listen to our show. It'd be great to connect with you. Come out to Grace Agenda April fifth and sixth. You can find out more about it, GraceAgenda dot com.
1: All right, so we're gonna talk about the social justice Q&A It was online, it got taken offline. Shepherds Conference. Shepherds Conference, says He's that. a social
0: justice QA. Social okay, justice.
1: shepherd it's a <laughs> <laughs> same difference at this point at oh, this point sorry guys um and and it got the the Q&A was online it got taken offline but we got a bunch of clips that we're going to kind of walk through and t- and discuss and I'm, we're going to start here
4: sort of a, the leftward drift the liberalizing drift that affects not only politics but theology happens incrementally but any reformation towards the right happens exponentially are are you not Concerned at all about the liberalizing drift of the social justice movement and all the rhetoric that goes along with that I'm sure you are Yeah, the only offense I take at that is
5: that I talk about this five times a week for 25 minutes well, so
0: And thus began a wonderful conversation. <laughs>
1: that was Phil Johnson. I think that was the so he had a couple nice uh, tee off questions at the very beginning, but that was his first question. Getting into, getting into the social that. justice yeah. stuff. Yeah, getting into social and, justice stuff.
0: And here, the thing is, is I, I, um, I thought I thought Phil did great actually. Yeah. Um, and it was a, I think it was a real conversation. Yeah. Maybe kind of raw in places. Yeah, but really good. So, no, no, but here I want to I want to frame this first of all. I want to ask a question to Doug and and get this going. So, you you watched the q and I did. Um, you recently uh, blogged about it as well. Uh-huh. Um, zoom out, first of all. Uh, sort of a macro question. Um, what just happened, do you think, at the recent Shepherds Conference? Maybe particularly zooming in on the Q&A. But then zoom out, given the social justice statement mm. from last year, yeah. some of the differences of opinion. Over its helpfulness or usefulness, which seems to be, that was what was expressed in the Q&A. Do you think this is a significant moment in reformed evangelicalism?
3: Yeah, I think it's very significant. Um, One of the things that was apparent in the Q&A was how everybody up there thought and believed that they were all on the same page when it was manifest that they weren't. Right. So they've been they've been accustomed to to be singing off the same sheet of music for decades right mm-hmm. and all of a sudden all these fault lines uh, just appeared right right and and you had all of a sudden no y- y- we can't we can't go to this issue and talk about it and assume agreement will be on the other side right yeah i thought it i thought it was mm-hmm. a a very enlightening q and thought it was a very probably one of the best q and as i've seen in terms of <laughs> actually imparting information and
0: actually dealing with real
3: issues dealing with real issues i thought it i thought phil did great i didn't think that al moeller lost his temper or anything like that i thought i thought yeah. they answered the questions um what were the fault lines well the the fault lines had to do it's an inescapable concept thing where the question was why didn't you sign the social justice statement um the answer is they gave various answers deaver said uh, i'm not a, a signer kind of guy and and Al Mohler said, basically, I would have liked to have had more input on something like this.
0: I would have said some things differently. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh.
3: Uh, signing this statement would have entailed me in a strategy that I'm not pursuing. So yep. I think they answered the question. And I think they answered the question uh, honestly and forthrightly. So I didn't have any complaints about that. Not not about Phil's questions or their answers. But um, the boil it all down. The reason they didn't sign the statement is that they'd already signed another one. Right. Uh Oh, dun dun dun!
1: <laughs> I just heard that in my
3: head. Okay, <laughs> what, what's the other statement? The, the other the other statement is there. There are scores of ways to sign statements. You blur books. You appear at conferences. You write forwards to books. You have MLK fifty. You have MLK fifty. Those are all mm. statements that you sign. Yeah, okay. but they oh, said yeah. they only sign confessions. Right, <laughs> but see, um, and creeds. Yeah. <laughs> what for the average? christian out there watching the big names we we take a lot of things on trust i when i look at a book and i say this looks interesting i check the i check the publisher and who blurbed it uh, who who, blurbed it who published you know so what what i'm doing is i'm doing an informal who's triangulation who's with whom Mm -hmm. i I know this this likely to
0: be worthwhile
3: yeah Uh, and and we we go on the basis of these informal signed statements blurbs forwards conference appearances who you're associated with now, uh, Al Mohler and all the guys on that panel have been historically associated with one another on the battle for the gospel
1: and and the fight against liberalism
3: fight against, well, the fight against a particular strain of liberalism. Liberalism, That's right. All right. And what's happened is another strain of liberalism is making major inroads into the church. It's a different strain. It's another virus. It, it presents differently. Right. Uh And um, and a, a bunch of evangelicals are nervous about it, and Lig Duncan, Mark Deaver, and Al Mohler are not as worried about that this new strain as John MacArthur and Phil Johnson and
2: Yeah, Phil Johnson was so worried about it, he kept pushing the issue. <laughs> right. play, play clip B. He, he kept pushing the issue about, but you're silent on this.
4: Right. The evangelical movement and yeah. the social justice issue, particularly. I'm not talking about the you know, what happens in the world of politics, but I'm talking about what happens among our constituents, and the rhetoric that's going on in places like T4G and and the Gospel Coalition, uh, you have been remarkably silent. It's one of those issues where uh, I've only heard you speak on it in the ask anything sections when people ask you questions like I'm doing right now, and yeah, I think the pushback
5: is, I think that's what my whole life is speaking about. I mean, I, I began, I mean, all my public ministry began dealing with these questions. So I do take a bit of offense, not personally, but I mean, I just, I, I am not going to be forced into uh, a Twitter conversation and 140 characters about these issues. Uh, I have been trying to lay out for... 30-plus years an understanding of how evangelicals should engage the culture, and, uh, I mean, I cut my teeth apologetically uh, confronting cultural Marxism and, uh, I mean, the the entire network of issues of the left. Uh, You look at who I invite to my campus, you look at who I cite, you look at who I uh, platform, uh, I feel pretty good about the message uh,
1: that I'm sending there. So those are his creeds. Those are his statements that he's signing my right. platform. Yeah. Um, who I invite to campus. Right. That's
3: his way of signing things. Yeah. And I think that's a fair thing for him to look. Who, yeah. Who, right. who do I invite? I think those are those are fair indicators. But I would if I would have suggested one thing to Phil, I would say it's not reducing to a, tw- a tweet yeah. or 140 characters to ask a question like, look, is woke a good word or a bad word? Is it good or bad? Yeah, yeah but right, to see, be woke,
2: Phil got in trouble. Uh, Phil kind of got in trouble for asking the questions he did ask. Had he asked that, who knows what would happen to Phil? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but <laughs> he, he asked good questions. I, I, look, Phil's an OG. He knows how to get around, right. you know, and he knows how and he knows how to be gracious and how to try with respect to communicate to a brother. So I don't have a problem with what Phil did at all. I do kind of feel like Al Mohler knew the end of those questions. And that they weren't just the question that was on the surface. I felt like he was responding, especially in that last clip, to something that was bigger than just he was mm-hmm. defending something that 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 wasn't necessarily presented in the question by Phil, yeah. but it had implications
0: right. <laughs> to the mm-hmm. point that he
2: had to defend thirty-five years of his ministry.
0: Right. You know. Well, let me let me back up just a little bit because I one of the things I wanted to know, Doug, you said a minute ago that you think this is a new virus of liberalism. Yes, that Dever and Duncan and uh, and uh, Mueller are less concerned about. Right. It seemed to me in the Q&A that at least Moeller and maybe to some extent uh, Lig Duncan um, pushed back on Phil in passing comments like we really are concerned about this, too. Yes. But they seem to be almost pushing back and saying, but we're concerned about your approach. Right. And and then there were several comments here and there about like I'm not going to reduce it to a Twitter thing. Mm. Um, you had uh, which no one was asking, but you had like. But he
2: was talking b- about. But b- b-
0: had Dever talk about. He gave a little story about. Uh, apparently, he ran into Pelosi on the new, uh, on the airplane. airplane. Yeah. He didn't yeah. name her, but you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. I assume that's who he's talking about. Um, uh, you know, Mueller later in the Q&A um, says, um, you know, I need to give a fuller answer. The longer answer, it takes longer to establish, you know, image of God, Darwinism, you know, revelation. I mean, he gives us longer answers. It just takes more time and it's a more delicate issue. Right. So my question is, do you think that's what I mean? It seems like they might push back on you and say, mm. um, no, we're not OK with this liberal virus. And we see that there is a liberal virus, but we think it takes a more surgical attack than the one that the social justice statement did. Right. So the problem is
3: uh, you're going to be associated with somebody.
0: There's right? no neutrality. There's no,
3: there's no neutrality. Right. But, um, and you're either going to sign the statement, for example, or you're uh, like Lig Duncan didn't, or you're going to write the forward to Woke Church Woke Church by Eric Mason. So if you write the forward to Woke Church, right. well, apparently Woke is a good word, Right. right. Or it's a, at the very bare minimum, it's a word you don't mind uh, being associated with. Right. Mm. And yeah. you don't, mm-hmm. and you mind that less than you would mind being associated with the, the social, social justice. justice thing. Wow. So, so Liv yeah. Duncan would rather have his name as the forward to woke church than to have his name mm. on the social justice. Yeah. 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 And that tells you that, that there's, that's the fault line that I'm talking about. That's yep. the Fisher.
0: Right. So, mm. um, and and Dunk would say his reply would be again based on his words in the Q and A. Maybe we're going to play a. Do you have the clip? Do you have the clip <laughs> where he, he talks about um, standing on the word of God and and not um, not being swayed by you know trying to cull
6: fa- uh, 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 curry favor. curry
0: favor with the world? Which
6: do you one? have that one? Um, My concern on racial issues is that I do not drive our grandchildren into the arms of the LGBTQIA issue. Uh, where where already our younger people don't want to touch that that issue because they know that it immediately marginalizes them. So one thing I want to make sure I do is I want to look hard at my own tradition and my own tradition's failures with regard to the community of the saints, the image of God in man, um, loving our neighbors, and, and look hard at where we failed, own up to that, so that I don't, uh, you know, you know the argument that's out there: uh, the church's failure in LGBTQIA area not to affirm it is just like its failure in the area of slavery and, and segregation. I want to break that argument apart, and I want to say, <laughs> slavery and segregation was a failure of biblical fidelity. Caving into LGBTQIA uh, affirmation is also a failure of biblical fidelity and where where i'm standing i'm standing there because i'm standing on the bible and not because i'm trying to curry the favor of the culture but because i want to tell the church don't seek the favor of the culture and that means you have to say no to the culture where it's wrong and then you can say yes to the culture where it's right, not because the culture said it, because the word said it.
0: Right. That, so that my, that's, that's exactly what I was wanting to grab. And the, and my so I'm assuming that if he were sitting here, the yeah. comeback to you would be the reason why I'm willing to associate my name with woke church and not with social justice statement is because I think on this issue, mm-hmm. um, he says, I'm not trying to curry favor with the culture. And he goes on to say that's ridiculous, and you might as well become an atheist if yeah, you yeah, yeah, do it's that. Impossible. He, but apparently his argument is, is that what Eric Mason is doing with Woke Church is closer to biblical truth and biblical fidelity than social justice right. statement. And so I think,
3: at, at, mm. yes, and at, that, at, that's the point where I would say, okay, men, you're all inerrantists, right? Yeah. You, the, you affirm the inerrancy of the Bible and everything that it teaches. And so I would say, let's have a Bible study. Yeah. Okay, let's have a Bible study. So was um, Philemon a Colossians four one master? Right, right. Uh, masters. Remember, you have a, a master in heaven. Right. It's a, so, and was John Broadus, uh one of the founders of Southern Seminary, a slave owner? Yeah. Was he? Did he follow Paul's instructions to slave owners? If you let's say you're right. you're in a slave owning society. Wasn't your idea? You know, I've I've got all no. Kind of, Right <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll get there, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> so so here you're in this situation, Thomas Sowell points out that that slave owning is ubiquitous in human history it's just sl- slave sure. owning is the way human beings do things uh-huh. and Western culture, uniquely among civilizations, revolted against the slave owning culture and did away with it and and is somehow uniquely blamed for. For, for it, it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. even though so, we've abolished it, uh, even yeah. though we've abolished it, and three cheers for abolishing it, etc. But in the meantime, when you're in the middle of it, right? Uh, when Paul comes to, uh, when Paul sends his letter to Colossa, he doesn't start a s- anti-slavery society. Right. He plants churches, and he plants churches with a gospel logic in them. Right? Okay, uh,
0: which inevitably leads to the abolition
3: of slavery, it, which yeah. leads necessarily to the abolition of slavery. Right? Ab- no quarrel with that but not in a revolutionary way, right? not in the way that the woke progressivists <laughs> want. Sorry, man. Want to do it. So
2: no kill whitey uh, movement. Uh, huh? No, <laughs> no.
3: Okay. All
1: right. All right. That's that's all right. Bad. All right. Uh, but, all right. All right. I, I know
3: that in saying that's bad, there's an apparent conflict of interest I might have. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, but it's bad, but, but, but it's bad. So does that mean though, that these guys are, I mean, what, what why then? I mean, again, we take them at their word. They, I mean, Duncan says, "I want to stand on the word. I want to be faithful to the word, fidelity to the word. Don't curry favor with the world. We can't curry favor with the world. It doesn't work." And then work. I
3: say, "Open, okay, let's, let's open, open the word." Okay. So in the New Testament, there there are more passages on master slave relations than you have on marriage. Oh. We, we we have, Ooh. All right, We have, oh, we have all kinds of explicit teaching on how to on how to do this. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, when Al Moeller just recently apologized for the Founding. Uh, for the founders mm-hmm. of Southern uh, Seminary, yeah, yeah. He, mm-hmm. the 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 apology had to do with the mere fact that it was a yep. slave owner, right. right? That's right. It, it didn't have to do with whether it was biblical or not, yeah. how they functioned, or, the or they beat their slaves, oh, right. or rape the slaves, so, or anything so like it, that. And and so visit the Washington Monument while while you can, right? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. so, right. Uh, because uh, So because the Jefferson Memorial, or because yeah. this is all part of a consistent push. If if as soon as someone is as soon as someone says, look, we have to make a distinction between good decent men who were slave owners and trying to make the best of a bad situation, right? And then the bad Simon Legree types. As soon as you make that distinction, by definition, you're not woke. You're the enemy. You're right. <laughs> but but that means but that means that the New Testament, the New Testament as it stands, is an anti-progressivist, anti-woke book. Wow. So yeah. the New Testament ain't woke.
1: Right.
2: But, okay, but but here's, okay, the thing that bothered me the most in that whole conversation, that's a lot of the what's underneath it. But the, this, just the first part of what Ligon Duncan said, I can't imagine him saying that about any other thing Topic or subject that they've had to face in the last twenty years, like what? Like against like what Jogla, do you mean? If, if they were talking about the emergent emergent movement, and they said, well, "Well, they brought that up," but but if they, but he would never say that about that movement. He would never say, "Guys, we're going to lose our youth. I don't want to drive our children to the emergent movement." So what I wanted, it's like, wait, hold on. You're the guys who would say, "Hey, how about you sit up there, stand up straight, preach the gospel into the situation, and let God deal with the the fallout." That's but, what the kind of guys they used to be. Right. But nobody is right. not saying and, and that. Is the,
0: and is the comeback again? I want to, you know, imagine them sitting here in the room. Is the comeback, yeah, but the emergent guys, they were going um, soft on, you know, the deity of Christ and the Trinity. And, you know, they weren't even Calvinists and they weren't even sure about the inerrancy but, of the
1: word. But when the emergent movement started, it wasn't clean, crisp cut lines no it was it what ambig- happened it, it, mark much driscoll was movement. a part of it matt yeah. chandler see right but the problem <laughs> but the, but what happened yeah, was right? the patriarchy <laughs> but i think part of what happened was is people started fighting on it and issues clarity started happening wait so you're lines saying you're saying
0: fighting is helpful
1: yes absolutely <laughs> but absolutely
0: um, but, but it's so awkward well it's about to get a lot more awkward when we
2: come back we're not done if this is this stream still up is it possible? I just want to make sure that people can still watch the stream.
0: Facebook just closed us down. Like and share while you can. We don't know if this stream is
2: still up. We don't want to save support. this,
0: cash <laughs> this. More
2: cross politics when we come back talking about the Shepherd Conference Q and A. It gets dicey. Pastor Doug.
1: If you are a homeschooler, we have an app for you. Check out Learnly.me. With Learnly, you can capture your family's learning experience anytime, anywhere, and it's all pushed into a digital portfolio that allows you to create classes grade work a family learning experience and generate transcripts all with a single click something you know all homeschoolers should be doing and for CrossPolitik listeners use discount code LEARNLYCROSS to get 50% off the first three months on a monthly subscription plan on top of 30 days free so head on over to learnly.me forward slash CrossPolitik that's learnly.me forward slash CrossPolitik
7: at Logos Online School we believe learning should be accessible homeschooling shouldn't stop you from staying connected Enjoy classmates from across the United States and the whole world, coming at you four days a week and 32 weeks a year. We believe learning should be engaging, a group of like-minded students who love God and their classmates. Learning should also be customized, with more than 50 different classes offered throughout the day. Take one class or join us full-time. We believe learning should be inspired, Our knowledgeable instructors enthusiastically engage the students. The goal? Hearts that love learning. Lastly, learning should be affordable. Committed to making Christian education reasonable for all families. From $620 per class for an entire year to $2,232 per year for full-time students. The best option on the market. Join us at Logos Online School.
2: We're still here. I
7: think <laughs> our
0: our midweek fix broke Facebook yesterday. Did it? Yeah. yeah. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> like, share. Welcome back to Cross Politic, Pastor Doug Shepherd's conference Q and A discussion. I don't think there's any difference, yeah, theologically,
8: w- with where we all stand, and we've we've navigated that together on every possible platform, in every situation. Um, how how we respond to the culture around us and the pressures that come on us from the culture, how we navigate those relationships that face us. Um, I get a lot of um, and even with this uh, shepherd's comments coming up, I got a lot of heat from people on the internet who I I, I don't somebody has to show it to me because I don't I don't go there. Um, but that so that you were going to be here because you, you may have expressed yourself differently uh, on the issue of social justice or, or whatever other issue it might have been. Um, that seems to be the, the buzz button anyway. And I said, look, um, these are my friends. These are men I love. These are, these are men who serve Christ. They've given their life to him. They, God has given each of you guys a formidable place in the kingdom, and you've all had an impact on my life. I'll fight error, but I don't fight my friends. Why would I do that? I don't want to become an island.
1: Because we need
0: to. So, yeah, so this is what I want to follow up on is it, um, when, uh, you know, uh, Phil Johnson uh, actually shared your blog post uh, post op on the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, on the uh, what was
2: the sushi at Flying J? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> that was <all> good. <laughs> That was good. Um, he, I would never eat that. He said, here's, here's Doug Wilson's autopsy on that train wreck of a Q&A at ShepCon 2019. So my question to you is, do you think the Q&A really was a, a train wreck?
3: No. I thought, it was a, I thought it was informative and enlightening, and some people may have been unhappy with it. But I think that would not the people trying to utilize a Q&A to find out what's going on. Right. That's what Q&As are for right I, yeah. I i think that it was a very uh illuminating Q&A. I right. thought it was
0: do you, do you think we need to have more conversations like this or fewer
3: oh way more yeah. way, way more I, and, yeah. and if i could riff on what john macarthur said at the end uh you don't have the luxury we don't have the luxury of fighting disembodied error mm. All right. yeah error okay. right. ever error never floats up to your front door in, <laughs> in a little wispy cloud <laughs> yeah. um it it's people. Yeah, so right. um, Paul warns the Ephesian elders in Acts twenty. Um, Men will arise among from, from among you and yeah. lead people people off. Wolves, wo- wo- wolves, and then there are people. Some of the some heretics, uh, people who are people who start dabbling in things they shouldn't. Right, can be some of the nicest people you ever met. Um, and and you have to you have to distinguish what they're saying, the poison they're bringing. And their personal gifts and graces that they might have.
1: Yeah,
4: yeah.
1: I was I was talking to a friend um, who's a pastor down in Mexico. He's a reformed pastor down in Mexico, and he was he was actually raised up in the PCA. And he was this was actually this past week, and he was just lamenting how the Presbyterian Church is not fighting, and pastors aren't actually fighting through the, all the problems going on in the PCA Church. Right. And and he said, I think a bunch of PCA pastors are just eventually going to leave and start their own denomination. And to me, that would even be more scary. You just had a bunch of pastors who disagreed with how the PCA was handling women, deacons, social justice, LGBT issues in the church. And they're conservative. They're godly men. And they're they're right. They're biblical on these issues. But they aren't going to fight the PCA on gonna it. They're going to go away. start their own denomination. And then they start their own denomination. And then they don't fight again. Yeah. Rinse and repeat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Wow>. Exactly. <laughs> Every wow. 20 years, yeah. start a new denomination. Yeah. Right. Because they refuse to have hard conversations with one another. So I i I think we need way more of that yeah. kind of
3: gracious. Phil Johnson was gracious. Yep. But straight up the middle.
2: You know, this is something that I was telling you guys, you know, um, isn't this obvious, though, that we haven't been having these conversations because this. We while are practice. Well, it's not that really big to us. They, it's huge to evangelicalism. Big Evo. That these guys would actually have some riffs yeah, that they haven't right. worked out. And this mm-hmm. is the first really. I was telling the guys 20 years ago, okay, I came in probably 2004 to reform them. Um and when I came in, these guys were the pillars. These guys were the, I mean, yeah. I mean these and they've been going before I got here, but this was unified. Spro was a part of it. You had Piper and and this was the the big guys fighting all liberalism, right? Mm-hmm. And in the in 20 years we had never seen these guys disagree. Out. The biggest thing to hit this circle was when R.C. Sproul and John MacArthur talked about baptism, and not even like debated each other. They just presented their positions at the same time,
1: like at the same right?
2: conference, yeah. you know, on the same day. And it's like no, no talk back and forth. No, 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 no. I'll present. You present. That was the biggest 1997. That wow. was the biggest thing to happen in this. Like, right. okay, ooh, what's going to happen yeah. here?
0: This like transcends that. And, 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 that's, that's kind of what. That's great. That's that's helpful. And I think bring it back to again, sort of. I wonder if there's a. Uh, I think there's theological rift going on, and, and and fissures. But I also, it seems to me like there's also a a rhetorical thing also going on, where um where like this uh, reluctance to to fight with your friends, mm-hmm. um in a godly way, in a Christian way, not a nasty way. I mean, we don't we don't have that option. I mean, but we okay. you know we're, we're Christians. We have to right. have the fruit right. of the spirit always. But but error is not disembodied, and and the whole idea of uh, you know, we we quote the verse all the time, you know, as iron sharpens iron. Right. And then like, and then there's like one spark and everybody's like, oh, ah! yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that, yeah. That. And
3: when, when Paul confronted Peter at Antioch yeah. over the over the to issue his of circumcision circum- yeah. to his face in public, he was confronting someone who had the authority to write scripture Yeah. Wow. and who yeah. Sub- subsequently wrote first and second Peter. Right. 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 And was behind the gospel of Mark. Uh, you know, so yeah, right. Paul's confronting someone. Whose stature was way higher than anyone on that platform that right, we're just yeah. watching. And and yet it was a good thing I mean, to do. I, and it was, I mean, that's, that was a yeah, full-on right.
0: rebuke. Like, right. like, he didn't even, he wasn't even just asking. In the cafeteria. It was not a Q&A. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: It was a, like, a rebuke for hypocrisy. Exactly. Yeah. Right.
0: And 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 later on in Second Peter, Peter's going to reference Paul's letters and <laughs> affirm them and yep. say, you know, don't, you know, wicked men twist them to their own destruction. Yeah, he defends Paul. He's defending yep. Paul. They're clearly on the same page. Yep. And, it, and and so arguably it was because, I mean, in part, the early church thrived and was as healthy as it was because Paul loved his brother enough and did not think highly of himself. And knowing right. that it you could be spun in the, you know, in the the early church blogosphere as Paul, you know, uppity Paul rebukes yeah. peter when, when you're gonna <laughs> yeah.
3: do this yeah. you have you're having this conversation okay am i going to be that guy yeah 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 i guess somebody's somebody's got to be that guy yeah and you and here here we go that's the role you're gonna and, play and, and
0: long before you get to that public thing it seems to me that we have to be practicing faithful friendship and churchmanship mm-hmm. um at much lower levels if we're not used to like um you know going at it with each other to some extent saying but what do you mean by that or that doesn't sound good or why did you say it this way right Isn't
2: there a proverb about the wounds of a friend
0: yeah, oh. faithful are <laughs>
3: faithful <laughs> i mean
2: but why was it i mean okay
3: all right, and I'm, I'm, and the proverb continues deceitful are the kisses oh yeah, the an, enemy. Enemy. yeah so sure. uh, so there's a unity
1: that is um uh, well there's a it's unity wicked. That's, that's wicked it's bad. So it seems like this is like indicative, indicative of a church that is soft. Is going soft. Mm-hmm. If we can't fight well with each other, then we're going soft. I mean, you
0: read read Calvin and Luther. I mean, and those guys are fierce.
1: And right. Luther and Zwingli,
0: they would have been, they've been long gone in the SBC and PCA.
1: Yeah,
3: although I think Luther could have been well advised to tone it down.
0: <laughs> Hear that? Doug Wilson says Luther could have Luther? toned it down. Yeah. So, here's when, if, you,
3: if you want to know where my limits are. Luther
0: went too far.
2: Yeah, we, actually somebody needs a little more Luther. Anyway, here's why Dever didn't sign the statement.
4: Is Because you, you, you declined to sign the statement. What in it would you consider to be wrong? Well, just for me personally, I declined to sign almost
9: every statement. If you've ever seen me sign a statement, there's a story behind that. I'm just not a big statement signer guy. So I, I, don't, I didn't memorize the statement. Yeah. I, did, okay. I did read Fair the statement. Enough. I read an earlier draft of the statement that I had a number of disagreements with. When the final statement came out, it was much better. I would certainly be in broad sympathy with the statement, if there are particular sentences there I don't agree with, I don't remember what they are.
4: Okay.
1: <laughs> you, you have, what, you have, what knocks? you have a thought? <laughs> I, I, I
2: don't know these guys who are talking right now. I don't know them. I don't hmm. know this Dever. I know the Dever who would have read something He signed
1: and, the Nashville statement. Well, did he? Yeah, he did. I,
2: I, yeah, I, I know the guys who would have read something and would have say okay these are the things that i didn't like about it
0: generally and would have been able to speak about it and you're saying but the fact that he says i don't remember it right and he i can't really speak to it
2: doesn't really speak to it. i mean even before this it got really awkward when phil johnson said how far are we apart
0: and there was this <laughs> awkward silence Us between you yeah.
2: It was like well i don't know these guys i know these guys would be sharp articulate big brains can recall stuff off the top of their head and quote massive pieces of material
0: right. mm-hmm. i don't
2: know this guy
0: so right so my take reading between the lines i'm curious what your take is doug but um later on i don't know if we have this um, clip but later on he tells the story of about a, a black family in his church Yeah, we do.
9: when i was talking to one family in our church and they were explaining to me what it was like for their two, their african-american for their two sons to get their driver's licenses in illinois uh and the, the mom was explaining this to me, that when they got their driver's license, they had a very serious conversation. They sat them down in their living room and explained, son, this license could get you killed. And they didn't mean because of driving, you know, fast, and the kids didn't drink. It's because you could be shot if you don't do exactly what you're told. They weren't on TV. They weren't on CNN. This was a Christian family in their living room with a matter of utter seriousness that it's parents loving their kids. I've got family after family after family after family that with no malice, not trying to do anything politically, recounts their experiences like that. So that's the world that I live in as a pastor, and I think the Christian gospel has tremendous resources to learn from and to help and to push and to, to help us as a whole understand things like that, listen to each other, and as our church covenant says, bear each other's burdens and sorrows.
0: So my, read between the lines, my take, hold those two th- clips together of Mark Dever, is that the reason why he didn't sign the social justice statement is because he felt like it was not pastorally sensitive to families like that in his church.
3: Yeah. Is that, I think that's, is that with you? I think that would be an, uh, a fair uh, supposition. Right. I don't think, you know, we can't prove that. it. Right, right. You can't prove but, but it, but it's a, holding
0: <laughs> it together. Um, Something like that. So you made a face.
2: I don't understand why those two have. To, I signed the statement and I'm that kid that had you that you talk from over. his mother. Yeah. Right. right. I'm right. that father that's going to have to have that talk with his son. That's
0: because right. you're not woke. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but, no, but, I, but I hold those two worlds together because of the reality of it. And I want to sign the statement that talks about what the Bible actually says about justice and and righteousness and truth. And at the same time, understand the world that we live in, apply the biblical
0: theology so, to that world. So, David, talk talk to Mark Dever right now. Mm. Uh, seriously, I want to hear you. I want to say, like, so what would you say to Mark Dever? You you told me. I mean, don't you've,
3: don't go driving in Illinois.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wild black, happy white friends driving no, around. I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> so you've told me stories about times where you've been pulled over and you've you know you you know and, oh, right. and got wrongly wrongly arrested and, yeah. and, and yeah. harassed yeah. by right, police. Right. So like so you know exactly what this family's talking about that yeah. Mark Devers. Dealing with. Yeah. And so talk to him and explain to him why he should not think that it's unpastoral for him to sign something like the social justice statement.
2: I guess I would like to know a little more about sure. if that connection actually exists and what, what it is but, in there. Okay, just for the sake just, of argument. But here's the deal I, I have no problem. I'm a theonomist.
0: Really? <laughs> I'm a theonomist. Really? I, I hold Shock.
2: I hold God's law in high esteem. Yeah. And I think if I train my son in a way that honors God's law and standards and teach him to respect authority and how to act with authority and how to engage in authority and teach him to understand how the world might look at him, then I as a parent can ward off like my mother did with me, the ability for somebody to come and say, oh, he's like one of the mother black kids and then hear him talk and hear him respect authority and hear him say "Oh, and the the police officer and doesn't work every time. I know I've been there. I get it. But the police officer has to say, okay. Maybe he's not the kind of kid that I thought he was. Maybe he removes the the option for the police officer or anybody else for that matter, any person of authority yeah. who thinks that he's like one of those thugs. It, it removes yeah. the ability for them to think like that about him. And I've had to face that my whole life. And every time, thank God for a godly mother who taught me how to respect authority, how to right. honor God, that I can remove those those um. Cultural identities that people want to place on me <laughs> yeah, so. and, and, and warn me favor with with those people. If,
3: if I could throw something in here, yeah. just a random, uh, a random thought. So people everywhere uh, make prejudicial assessments. They think people, individuals think like insurance companies do Right, a risk <laughs> assessment. Okay. It's a risk assessment. Right. <laughs> If you're if you're on a subway in a big city at two in the morning for whatever reason, sure, and you're going down the steps and you see a couple of guys leaning against the wall, yeah, okay, and they happen to be black wearing hoodies, Do you do do you speed up? Do you slow down? <laughs> do you, what do you what do you do at two in the morning if you're thinking like an insurance company, right? Now there, that can be taken as a cause of offense, but if it is a couple of white guys in Grateful, you know, um, uh, in Hell's Angels uh, jackets, jackets, yeah. and chains. White hanging people got off. thugs too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, you need we or, need to show you around, <laughs> or,
5: or, or a couple of Italian
0: guys with their hairs greased right. back, and in a in other right. trench there,
3: coat. There are things there. There are things that the insurance company in your head processes. So if it's a couple of black black guys with briefcases, ties, yeah. coming coming back from the office late. You do a completely different risk assessment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, you know, they, right. and, the, and the white guys in the motorcycle gang outfit right. get the treat, you know, get the risk assessment treatment. Yeah. Now, there are bigots where the black skin alone will, will do it, right? There are people yeah, like that's that, right? yeah. that. That's true. That's um, <laughs> true. Yep. But there, it's also true that cops will pull white 19 uh, year old teenage drivers. Males in you know, their mother's in, minivan in, in their, uh, to pull them over <laughs> yeah. simply because of their age. Or uh, so w- one of the things that we have to recognize is that human beings generalize, it, and like, we generalize, we're, and we're embodied. Uh, we're and we're embodied, and you have to make decisions about the world. Based, I, I, on, I don't
2: disagree with that. I just know that there's situations that I can't get out of that that teen in that minivan can get out of.
3: Correct, and <laughs> and, and, and there are situations that you can get out of that he can't.
2: Uh, the, not in that situation. I mean, well, the, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, yeah. If we're at
0: the mall or something, I don't know. in the hood. But I think. <laughs> are, are, are you talking though about not like if you pull your intersectionality cards? That's, a, that's, I think that's can. what he's talking about. Are you talking about the idea that like everybody's so worried about necessarily yeah. offending a black man in some way, ways that maybe you have you have a certain kind of privilege because of the heightened awareness? Yeah. Right. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, know, actually,
2: it, I'm glad that Vodi was at the panel, so maybe he can talk to Debra. Could you play that clip by Vodi Bakum?
1: Uh, I can't find it. Oh, he wasn't on the panel. Yeah, oh, Vodi? W-
2: wasn't he one of the authors of the, the social justice statement? Yep. Wasn't he at the Shepherd's Conference?
1: He was. Oh. Vodi? It was a white man's panel. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh.
3: It, it was a segregated panel. Oh.
2: <laughs> I mean, but Uh-oh. where was Vodi at? I mean, wouldn't he be a perfect person to speak? On the subject,
3: well, if you if you wanted the Q and A to be more awkward than it was,
2: (laughs) (laughs) but the whole goal is to show unity, right?
3: Right. Uh, So, uh, so here's this is the thing. uh, uh, Let me uh, pull back to the uh, the macro vision. When one of the reasons why Martin Luther King got as much traction as he did when he did is because white America had a really bad conscience. Right. Right. They yeah. they um They knew there that, was a lot of stuff that was they, wrong. They knew there was a lot of stuff that was manifestly wrong. Uh restroom signs, drinking fountain signs. They 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 weren't blind. They weren't blind yeah. and they had a and if if they were if you were a regular uh person not a, a deeply dyed bigot, you were hard-pressed to defend any of that. Right. Just, yep. And so white America had a really bad conscience about all of that. And so when Martin Luther King did his uh, I have a dream and Judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. That resonated with all kinds of people yeah. where they said, Yeah, yeah, you got this is that, that's a good point. That, that really, um, and it was, um, just aside from all the places where we might differ with this or that or the other thing, yeah. there was a center there that was good and healthy. Um, where we are now is just inflaming things. Uh, at some point in there, I think Phil made the point that. Race relations are worse. worse. worse now after yeah. after twenty years of racial reconciliation yeah, by we're, the government. We, but yeah, with this <laughs> after twenty years of this, yeah. we're like the woman in the gospels who the more the doctors treated her, no. the worse it gets. Yeah. Mm. we're making things worse, mm. and we're making things worse because we're trying to do it apart from Christ. Right, we're, yeah. we're trying to say, look, um, uh, white people, black people, all of you, Scythians, barbarians, you need to drop it you need to put your jesus coat on and you need to love one another accept one another we're we're doing a we're rebooting we're starting over this is a new humanity and that's the gospel message it, as soon as you get sucked into reparations and going back and and digging up old bones you're never going to be done it's just going to get worse and worse and worse wow and so yeah. um and I, I i've i've seen this um uh i i've heard it uh talk at Desiring God one time, uh, Loritz, um, uh, Brian? Uh, Brian Brian well, Brian Loritz is the younger, oh. Cro- uh, is it Crawford Loritz? The, the, oh, yeah, uh, the, the dad, I think that's right. um, and he, he told stories of, you know, Jim Crow America that would just, it's just heartbreaking kind of things. Yeah. And he did it without bitterness or angst or, yeah. you know, it yeah. was just, yeah. it was a godly, gracious, good, healthy gospel thing When trying yeah. to get yeah. hooks in somewhere but, but then his son his son is far more eggy oh yeah right, right, right. but then than the dad so the dad who went through all this stuff <laughs> uh, has, has grace in his heart has grace in his heart and the people who've who've had their grievances fed right we're we're, wow. fe, were feeding your grievances yep. huh. mm-hmm. it's just going to get worse and worse and worse right, right. And now so, that
0: we're out of jim crow and right. out of all the segregation stuff we ought to be doing better but, right but, 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 is but is it, we're not but Okay,
2: so when I think about that, there's some father stuff going on there, too, when I think about that, because when I see, okay, I fell in love with Jesus because I watched my mom and my dad love Jesus and I wanted to love the God of my father and my mother. But when your son comes up in a way that has a form of bitterness to the system that keeps being edgy or edgy, Mm. as you said, um, isn't there part of bitterness from watching his dad engage that stuff that makes him feel like I'm not going to do that when I get older? Right, you know, I mean? like there, sure. yeah, you know what I mean. Like that—that's something. Watching that go on over a period of time can form a, some bitterness and, and anger. That why do we have to go through this? Why do we have to deal with yeah, that? Yeah,
3: it's what we're doing is we're taking offense by proxy. Right. So there's a great there's a great uh, section in the Pilgrim's Regress by C.S. Lewis where the Clevers are a group of people who are disillusioned by the war, and the protagonist says, "But it was your fathers who went through the war, and they're the ones who." Had all those experiences, and right. and and you don't have any. How can you be disillusioned by the war when they yeah. they came back from the war and settled down and are living ordinary lives? Well, it's because we want to we want to advance ourselves. At we and people are taking the the racial hustle grievance industry in a in a time when it works, and they're using it to get ahead. They're using it yeah. to advance mm-hmm. their. Mm -hmm. individual careers Mm -hmm. and you need dissatisfaction and bitterness and resentment in order to make that work Mm -hmm. the gospel cuts clean through that Mm -hmm. so there's the reason people don't want gospel reconciliation is that it actually reconciles it kills the industry it it kills the industry yeah i gotta
2: let go of something i actually have to give up this thing that i'm holding on to all right when we come back i want to ask you um (laughs) we're going to get some I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to ask you. break. We're going to come surprise.
0: back, with, get you some trouble when we come back and cross politics. I want to ask Ooh. him something too. Okay. Oh, I got something for him. All right. You
3: having fun yet? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Mormon to the subject.
0: <laughs> classical conversation supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview and fellowship with other families. We provide a classical Christ-centered curriculum local like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home for more information and to get connected please visit our website at classicalconversations.com classical Christian get connected get community
2: if you need a little red meat in your diet Pastor Doug Wilson
3: they want to keep the government out of our bedrooms what are they talking about? I built my house, which means I built my own bedroom. The government told me how far apart the studs had to be in my bedroom wall. They dictated how thick the sheetrock had to be. They mandated how far apart the sheetrock screws had to be. They had policies on the configuration of the, of those sheetrock screws. They have laws on the size of the windows and what kind of glass I can have in them. And there are stern legal warnings on the mattress tags. What do you mean you want to keep the government out of our bedrooms? The president is probably contemplating right this minute the establishment of a bedroom czar
2: to enjoy more red meat of this kind check out the podcast on itunes or for more blogging of this particular nature blog and may blog at dougwills.com
7: mm.
2: kind of sticks in your teeth don't it
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> i missed it Listen again. Yeah. That was hey. as bad as the Shepherd Conference QA Is <laughs> that a little bit of white boy rhythm? Yep. That was yep.
0: not racist of you. Yep. Woke at all. Welcome back to Cross Politics. With us in the studio today is Pastor Douglas Wilson. We call it
1: cracker rhythm.
0: We are talking about oh. the Shepherds Conference QA 2019 and whether or not we are woke. And, we, and why people should be coming to
1: Grace Agenda Conference. And Don't why you hit. should come to Grace Don't Agenda about that. April fifth is our Q and A is going to be lit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're going to have all we got a boxing ring placed right in the middle. It's of It's going to be some legit. Um, so here's something that I noticed and through the whole Q and A, one of the big things that's been uh, behind John MacArthur and Grace to You and kind of this whole movement, even the, that Together for the Gospel and the Gospel Coalition came out of. Notice the two names Together for the Gospel, Gospel Coalition. Um, yeah. Is that Their main message has been to preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. Um, We just need to preach the gospel, preach the gospel and and everything will fall out where it needs to be. We are engaged too much in culture and politics. We just need to preach the gospel. That's been kind of like the driving theme, but I didn't hear that come up one time in the Q and a, nobody was arguing. We just need to preach the gospel. That term never once appeared. And I'm wondering because of that idea, the whole idea of preach the gospel has almost been used to get away from political engagement in one sense or that it, the gospel implication has fallouts all the way to politics. It's just kind of been like, let's just stay in this little circle in our little bubble. Yeah. And that's what we're going to do. The yeah. worst
0: spin of that has been. Ha- yeah. That, yeah, The worst yeah.
2: spin. But even the guys who are at the center of it have tried not to engage with secular is, you know, like they, they don't want to right. engage the uh, politics in one sense, yeah.
1: you know. Um, john MacArthur's avoided that for years until hillary clinton and donald trump are running even on the issue
2: (laughs) of black culture and black people and the stuff they've gone through his response really has been you know we just need to preach the gospel that's what we need to do right that wasn't anywhere in this q a and i'm wondering have they backed themselves into a corner in one way because they've refused to be biblical law about this whole thing
3: yeah i think that's a really astute question and it makes me think of I'm not. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Robert Conquest's laws of politics. Have you ever heard of them? Oh. So his uh, Robert Conquest, uh, his second law of politics is any organization that is not explicitly right w- right wing is sooner or later going to be left wing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, w- the just preach it's the like gospel. Like a natural law. It's kind of thing. like <laughs> yeah. the the natural yeah. current. Yeah. Is flow to the left? Yeah. Dr- dr- yeah. Yeah, Phil the- kind
2: of talked about that. It, can't you? Can't you see the drift? Can't you see incrementalism? The-
3: yeah. Incrementalism. Yeah. Is the, the the pull. There's the, the, the pull goes that way yeah. inexorably. And what ha- has happened is in the John MacArthur world, it's like we will have all kinds of theonomy that's off budget under the table. Okay. <laughs> like okay. What? Okay. like so, what? Like what? Well, like we'll, we'll, um like basic. The social justice the resistance to social justice, yeah. foolishness, anti-communism. Okay. you know, right, Conserv- yeah. formal yeah.
2: conservatism. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right so now. the
3: moral yeah. majority, Jerry, yeah, Jerry right. Falwell's right. type right. of uh, Jerry Falwell's yeah. senior, his world was we just preach the gospel, right. and all this conservative politics. Well, that goes without saying. That's common sense. Right. That's self-evident. Mm. Right. Okay. So we don't need to make that part of our confessional identity. Mm-hmm. Right. We can just preach the gospel. And all the cultural engagement that I would re- applaud, most of it, yeah. all the cultural engagement is off budget. It's it's we don't um, not explicitly it, tied to the gospel. It, it, it's an informal establishment of Christendom. So all except the, abortion. Well, no. On uh, well, they would say explicitly tie that. Okay. Maybe the one exception. And abortion yeah. is
2: the only thing we will preach directly about on yeah. a well, on a well, That's right. what
3: I think. Abortion is what woke that moral majority up. The moral majority
0: is woke. (laughs) 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 So what
3: they did was, um, Francis Schaeffer and his activism back in the day, he started saying, look, people, you're preaching the gospel has implications for things like abortion, for things like pornography, for things like marriage. It it has implications. Well, John MacArthur and these guys are from the old school. They grew up in a different America where all kinds of things were assumed by everybody, Democrat, Republican, independent, everybody everybody assumed yep. that marriage is one man, one woman. Right. You know, everybody assumed that. Even Bill Clinton did. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you had that that system where they could just they could afford to just preach the gospel because everybody agreed on this other stuff. Right. Well, now what's happened and the reason for the social justice statement is a bunch of people said, "Yes, let's just preach the gospel and the gospel entails racial reconciliation in the woke style wow. or it yeah. presuppose right right it's attached soft socialism it starts it starts going left yeah right that robert conquest law kicks in and the social justice statement was a bunch of people from the old america saying wait wait a minute we don't want Let, to let's
0: make this. sure we all agree on this yeah let's yeah. let's
3: make sure that we uh, shore up our commit shared commitment. That's really hopeful, and, and it's and it's not gonna. It's uh, but that train's already left the station. It's too so, late. They're, there. I think I yeah. think it's too late. The old, one complaint I would have about the social justice statement is I think it's about ten years too late. Right? But,
2: but, but, but why is it too late?
3: Well, uh, because now, in order to make it stick, you're going to have ruptured friendships, split churches. Mm. It, Right, if if it had been challenged at at the front end, then I think you could have avoided the showdown that we're going to.
1: I think but that whoever would have okay, called but, it ten years ago that, would have been someone no, but, crazy but, but, from the Monkey House, yeah. right? Well, well like, you're yeah.
2: looking at the guy.
1: <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Sorry, no, I didn't. I <laughs> wasn't saying that. About you. you're <laughs> but see, you just maybe called Doug a crazy monkey. Well, don't call me no. <laughs> uh,
2: but here's the deal, though. Seriously, I've, as I've watched guys. Right now, I am hugely encouraged and excited because it's the first time since I've been reformed 15, 20 years um, that I see guys really digging deep into God's law, trying to figure out how they answer questions on the issue, which 10 years ago, when I was talking about theonomy and God's law and God's standard, everybody was looking at me crazy, except for one conversation, socialism. Then they were trying to figure out what does the Bible say about the poor? Because Jim Wallace was coming in. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, hey, guys, the Bible says stuff about the poor. And, we, and he was twisting it yeah. to kind of meet his. Now, all of a sudden, people started. That's actually what made me become a theonomist was like, wait, if God's law applies to the issue of and money and the poor and, and the church and people, well, then it applies all the way around.
3: Yeah, you can't just cherry pick through the Old Testament where you, you're you like an N.T. um Jubilee year theonomist. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, right. You know, so uh, the, the, get 25. the Old Testament <laughs> law applies if yeah. we're going to forgive third world debt. Well, the Old Testament teaches all kinds of things. And so we need to have a Bible study and we need to say we need a full orbed confessional engagement with the world as it is, such that our conservative, you know, our conservative politics needs more of a foundation than simple traditional Americanism. It needs to be biblically grounded.
2: And and that's what I thought the social justice statement was. I mean, what it was. I thought it was soft. But you know, personally, I was like, yeah. I was like, man, this is soft. But the reason I signed it was like,
3: it's going
1: the right it's direction. Going
2: the, that's right. Yeah. I like where the train is going. <laughs> right.
1: so, so wait, exactly. I, I, I got a question here. There's, um, there's a couple things that exactly you right. said in in your ministry. Um, when I, I first moved to Moscow in 2002, um, I remember. I mean, you've said this a million times, but when I first heard it from you when I moved here, you you said we need to make sure we have no problem Bible verses, no problem passages, yeah, no problem passages, and that that. I mean it it's assumed in the Christian faith but no one talks about it and when you said that it just really hit me hard and and then secondly you wrote a book on how to biblically process and understand slavery. Mm-hmm. Um and and I remember I was up on campus at University of Idaho 2002 2003 a whole controversy blew up around that. Yeah. And I remember the story the reason why you wrote the book was because you were watching a debate I think actually it was with Jerry Falwell and Yeah, some Anglican or Episcopalian gay bishop or something, and the bishops was arguing uh, pro-homosexuality, and Jerry Falwell was against it, and and the bishop said, "Um, well, slavery's in the Bible. Slavery's okay in the Bible. And Jerry Falwell's argument to slavery was, well, that was then, that was back then, yeah. and yeah. now this slavery's now. gone, and this is now. and But that was the bishop's whole basis for saying homosexuality should be okay yeah, now. It was wrong right? then, it was now wrong it's then okay. Now.
3: Yeah, so ba- basically, it, it, two, two sides can play that game. Right. Uh, if you start saying, well, that was then, this is now, and you don't make a, a concerted, serious, theonomic attempt... Exegete all of the scriptures right. yeah. uh, in a way that takes into account the incarnation, the transformation of the covenant. Right. You know, you take the, the, the logic newness of the, the, newness is, of the new yeah, covenant. The new, yep. You take everything into account, but it's the sweep and flow of re, all of redemptive history, uh-huh. and you and it's all of the Bible for all of life, right. all of Christ for all of life. Yeah. If you do that, then you can be taken seriously. If you don't do that. Then you're just going to be buffeted about by various political winds. You're just going to be, or you're, and you're going to have problem, embarrassing passages of the Bible, right? And so the the prevailing winds are leftward now. Mm-hmm. But that's the, that's the prevailing wind, and that's why Christians are being blown in that direction. And the Christians who don't want to go there. Are going to need a better foundation yeah. than simply their grandmother's wow. traditional Americanism. Yeah, th- th- they need they need to ground it in the word. So if you say, "What do you have to say about socialism? Why is socialism not biblical?" Uh, I'd say, "Well, thou shalt not steal." <laughs> right. If, right. Uh, um, it doesn't say thou shalt not steal except by a majority vote, or thou shalt not yeah. steal un- un- unless there's right. a consensus. And
0: in First Samuel, you know, Samuel warns the people that if you get a king, you might get taxed. Ten percent up to ten percent <laughs> and we we would uh, That'd take, be incredible. someone
3: who advocated ran for president on a ten ten percent uh would be thought of as a radical libertarian yeah, yeah. Uh, so we we need to ground what we're saying everything yeah everything right in scripture, what we think about economics, what we think about marriage, what we
1: think about life issues, right. what we think about racial issues, and slavery, slavery, well, everything well,
3: in the scriptures with no embarrassment. Right. Right. right.
1: And one thing that the Bible actually probably, you can almost summarize the whole scriptures up as a, a theology of freeing slaves. Yes. We have to have a theology of, of yeah. s- slavery Man, and a theology of freeing slaves
3: But you, where, the, where the spirit of the Lord is there is Liberty. Yeah. So the, the gospel is the gospel of Liberty. It, Amen. it uh, it free people are slaved people are enslaved politically because they're slaves to their sins and if you preach the gospel in the the full orbed full gospel mm-hmm. not the not Trucking. the charismatic <laughs> the, not the charismatic full gospel but right. the 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 total gospel the total Christ right. uh totus Christus if you're preaching the whole thing then what you're preaching is liberation it's right. true liberation theology not leftist liberation
1: theology so you got John MacArthur and Al Mohler in the room just you three hashing this out, what would you say to them? I would say, (laughs) John, I would say hi. (laughs) Thanks
3: for sitting here with me. (laughs) uh, I would say, John, I love your instincts. I think your instincts are that something's deeply, profoundly wrong here. And I love your instincts and I applaud your instincts. Let's ground those instincts in overt exegesis Mm. so that, so that we have a, a, yeah. a biblically grounded case his,
0: for his this stuff in the q and I thought was actually really great I mean yeah. his, his he the the comment he made about the the current culture inventing new victims right new oppressed peoples yeah. and yeah, suffering that was good. peoples yeah, that's right. and particularly to the end that um uh for grasping political power and
3: and his awareness that abortion is the cornerstone issue and all right. of this yeah. abortion
0: yeah. is the progressives Bloody sacrament. Right. That's mm-hmm. that's their yeah. And his point was that particularly um, s- some in some contexts, um, there's conservative black folk want to talk about oppression, racial prejudice, and don't want to bring up abortion. Right. right. And his point being, no, th- I mean, if we're going to talk about oppression of black people, let's talk about right abortion. But I think and, the guys, the, the guys who
2: I think he would probably list, they actually are, like, are I, what talking about abortion.
0: But I. I think that his point, though, is I think at
2: the least the social justice movement maybe of itself. In I think general, some
0: of them, though, are are softening. I think they're 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 saying that's more of a political issue. Sometimes not on the panel.
2: I, I think the most con- no the most conservative guys in this.
0: Well, there's I, all I, white I, guys I, on the I think,
2: panel. I, yeah. <laughs> Uh, was that, there a black guy
1: there? No, Bodie well, was, was there. Hi- premises. Didn't Gracie
2: you just hide Daryl Bernard Harrison? No. Okay. He was and, there too, okay, wasn't he? And, anyway. Uh, maybe he blended into that multi ethnic crowd. Anyway. Uh, uh, <laughs> but one of the things, though, is, is that uh, they're not, I think they're trying to bring both up. I think they're trying to say. I think that's
0: what they're trying to do. I uh, grant that uh, they're trying to do that, but Mike, I thought. Macarthur's point is: I think there is a pressure. Okay, in now, trouble let, here. let
3: me let me bring it down to the point. The issue is not the abstract. Remember, I said you don't have wispy error appear yes. at your door. It's always embodied in a. Right. An, there's somebody associated with it. So if you said uh, Deaver said you can't be in our church and be pro-choice, right. and you know, I, and yeah. I was grateful for that kind of strong yeah, stand, lines, yeah. strong stand. But if you're if you're talking to people that you're worried about uh, putting them off with signing the statement, I would say, how about, um, can you be a black family in our, in this church and have a, an Obama bumper sticker on your car? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because so Obama is a radically pro-choice right, right. presidential candidate. Yep, right. And, and if you're a black, if, if you're a black married couple in the United States, so we'll I'll flip it around. If you're a black child, you have far more to be worried about from the abortionists forceps than right. you do with some cop pulling you over when oh, you get absolutely. your oh, when you get right. your That's driver's right. license especially, especially, in, New so, York. Yeah, especially yeah. in New York especially yeah. in New York so as Moeller pointed out so it, it, and, right. and and kudos to him for doing that yeah. so I, these guys are all but, uh, pro choice <laughs> but pro pro life excuse me they're all they're all pro life but i don't think that they see how the broad agenda the pro choice agenda is leech le- le- and that's le- what i'm trying to le- attaching get attaching itself yeah. to I, other issues i think yeah. what
2: i'm trying to say that's is good. that I, I appreciate that he i think he's right about that because we've had to fight on some of this but i i think what and Mueller tried to do this i think he tried to say but john you can't just talk about this like you say they're just talking about oh, this yeah. and not talk about that do you have that clip uh where he Prescott said, bush i didn't grab that whole. that was a long clip yeah oh. there's a there's a part where he actually lays out uh,
0: he he talks, talk, talks about Jesse Jackson running oh, yeah, for president I that. Yeah. as pro-life yep. yeah. and then brings up Prescott Bush. Yes,
5: so if you're looking at the issue of African-Americans and abortion, remember that when Jesse Jackson emerged as a uh, an activist, he was not only anti-abortion, but was making the argument that abortion is genocide of unborn black babies. That all changed when he ran for president. And accepted the rules of the Democratic nomination process.
0: And then he goes on and says, but if we're going to say that, we need to say also the fact that I think he calls them liberal white Republicans in the 50s and 60s were promoting abortion in Planned Parenthood in order yeah. to get rid of unwanted people groups. Right. And, right. and among them were Pres- was Prescott Bush. Right. Right. Uh, George H. W. Bush's dad, dad grandfather, yeah, uh, one of the major funders of Planned Parenthood. Yep. And, you know, and he, he qualifies and says, I know the Bushes themselves are pro-life, but we have to recognize that this is sort of in our
3: right and that DNA, and that, and that is in line with the original strategy of Planned Parenthood. What What was Planned Parenthood for? Well, part of it was getting rid of unwanted elements. It right. was part Margaret the,
0: Sanger wanted to get rid of particularly the black race.
3: Part, yeah, so it was part of the broad eugenics. Social uh, Darwinism. M- uh, movement. So, yes, we need to be biblical across the waterfront.
2: Okay, I want to talk about this so much more, but I, I really have to ask this question. One of the things that Al Mohler said, and we, we don't have time to play the clip. Man, we have so many clips we didn't play. I'm just glad we have them. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things that Al Mohler says the difference between Jim Wallace who was talking about social stu- social justice stuff 20 years ago is the fact that they didn't have an anchored theology to talk about they just talk about the social justice stuff they weren't orthodox they weren't orthodox in their theology, theology yeah. right but right now we have guys who are orthodox in their theology but their feet are planted here with us but their hands and their feet and their head is over there
3: yeah and i would say it's the same thing with the leftists of a generation ago they were they presented themselves as evangelicals as orthodox. Uh, yeah, we're orthodox. We'll sign your statement of faith, and we smelled a rat, rightly. Yeah, and so later which on, liberals
0: are you talking about?
3: Well, it'd be people like Wallace, Jim Wallace, and Ron Sider, and people, okay. people like that. So, they, yeah. uh, so I, the where it wound up, like uh, Peter Ends was far yeah. more orthodox sounding when he was still at. Westminster, Westminster than than after the fact. And right. the, the, who's that other guy in Grand Rapids? Um, Love wins. Um, Rob Bell. Rob Bell yep. was far more orthodox sounding right. early Inici- on. Initially, initially, initially right. yep. and then so uh, th- we see we see the problems develop. And I think it's a, I think it's a, identical. More orthodox I think so sounding. Too.
0: Uh, and, and so you're saying you think to answer his question, so Mueller w- would seem to push back and say, no, 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 they were giving indications that they were soft. Right. At the time. And you're saying, I don't think it was actually that clear. I, I don't think I, it yeah, was either. I think they actually were affirming their orthodox. Correct. Credentials. Just like now. So, just so like now. So
2: that's what it is. Just like now. If you look at that stage, we're at the beginnings of where they were. Yes. Uh, uh, 20 right now, 30 Twenty, thirty years ago. Exactly. But it's with guys who were fighting against them. All right. So how are we supposed to be able to s- decipher the difference 'Cause we don't know. It could be anybody on
3: that stage, really. Yeah, the, what matters is the root, but the fruit that the fruit that you use to I I call this the centrality of peripherals. Right? The, 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 <laughs> that's, the, clear. The, that's clear. <laughs> that's The root is what matters, but the fruit that you test the root with is out at the edges of the branches. And without a full orbed theonomic Christian worldview, you can't really test the fruit. Okay. Huh, so, right.
2: so so right now if How do you homo- test the fruit? Yes. Yeah. How do I test the fruit?
3: You, you taste it. Man, this is communism. Well, isn't,
2: isn't, isn't, but isn't that what Phil was trying to get after? Is like Mueller, you've been silent, and look at the guys who have been coming out of. I mean, SBC isn't doing so well. Let's be honest. Yeah. Al Mueller rules the SBC with an iron fist.
3: Well, he no, he. I think he's being pushed. I think he. Oh, really? I, I think I think Al Mueller is hanging on, maneuvering at Southern, but he doesn't rule the SBC. I think the SBC is. So it's
0: bigger than that, bigger, way, so th-
3: wow. way bigger than that.
1: This issue um, so of social justice—I mean, it's tying in slavery to being pulled over by cops to me the, too, me too. To you know, now it's uh, you know the LGBT movement attached itself to it in in, a little, in some ways. Um, as a pastor, how do you kind of sort through all this, all this sin, and all these wrong ways of trying to articulate and deal with the issue, and and give people. Um, I, clarity about this issue,
0: and maybe specifically, like think about league Duncan saying. I mean, he's like he's trying to sort through this, he's and, and, and he's yeah. trying to say, okay, I want to stand on the word of God. I don't want to curry favor with the world, but and I, he's trying I, to separate. he said LGBT stuff. He did this in his T4G talk as well last year. You want to say like, I want to say no there, yeah. but I want to say yes to the racial problems.
4: Yeah.
2: But anybody who's but, been blind on something for thirty years, I can't trust.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm <laughs> going mean, to tell but, you the truth. Right. But, yeah, but yep. how do you exhort pastors? to address so that, this mess I, I, I,
3: the basic uh strategy that i've pursued is don't don't you try to solve everybody else's problem you be the problem Uh-oh. so
0: so that, that's, that's I not helpful i don't think you said, said that right i said, I I said something I helpful
3: mean, <laughs> you know, that, i said that exactly right. so instead of trying be to be the problem out, instead of trying to put out everybody else's fires you be the fire that they have to worry about putting out, what
0: kind of fire do you mean yeah, yeah. I, just
3: if if you don't complain to them about not teaching the whole ha- council of God, you teach the whole ha- council of god mm. Mm. so if so I don't want to go around and chase people trying to make them preach a certain way i want to preach that way yeah and have them have to deal with it
0: yeah and, come and, on now and preaching a certain <laughs> way you mean let's go verse by verse through the bible and apply and, it all and whatever it says <laughs> believe say it <laughs> say it <laughs> <laughs> and here yeah. it says masters you know treat your slaves yeah so uh, i'm let, well, let's, and, say, let's
3: say i'm in an association with a squishy soft pastor over right. there right rather than try to fix his squishiness yeah what I want to do is just preach the word, Right. preach the word, and he's got to Amen. worry about his association with me, not Amen. my what, what, association what, with him. Does
0: yeah. he want to sign your statement, right, or yeah. not by right. being associated with you? Um, I have, I have one more thing I want to. Uh, well, I actually, I just want to get to Mueller. I, I think we, Mueller's
2: yeah, well, test of fellowship, because okay. I think everybody says like this isn't necessarily an issue of, um, you know, they're not. They, I think what scared everybody there was what Moeller says in um, clip L.
4: It just last year at. Had- both the Gospel Coalition and Together for the Gospel, I was hearing some rhetoric that actually I first heard from Jim Wallace and Sojourners 20, 30 years ago. And so I think what I'm asking you is, uh, in fact, what I am asking you is, do you not see that th- that the evangelical movement, even the, even our constituency, the most conservative end of the evangelical movement, is becoming a little more susceptible to that but, Phil, you've known me for a long time. You know
5: the answer to the question is yes, but I'm not going to be forced into a situation before thousands of people in which I have to say I'm going to do it your way. Sorry. Okay. I'm just not. And if that's Fair a test enough. of fellowship amongst us, yeah. this would be a good time to find out.
0: If that's a test of fellowship among us, now would be a good time to find out?
2: I, I think that scared everybody because and, and i think rightly so i think moeller figures he he's thinking so far ahead in some sense to me that he's understanding just how essential this conversation is mm-hmm. everybody's like it's not that important guys oh Mueller, you didn't have to go that far uh yeah he did it is that serious and john mccarthur jumps in right after that and says hey I, hey hey let me jump in here i don't want to fight with my friends but right. moeller's like but it's that serious Yep. Is
3: and so. I just want to say,
2: like, is Moeller tripping here, or is he actually the only person in the room that might figure out that this is this really might be a test of fellowship?
3: Oh, I think I think it very basically. When I said earlier, the fault lines have, have appeared. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that Moeller sees that. Yeah. And he's seeing that other people are starting to see that, and he, he's thinking of it as a, a way, his strategy for attacking the leftism. He's thinking. I've got a different strategy. I'm not doing it your way. Right. I'm
0: doing what you're doing. Right. He says, I agree with your concerns. I'm doing it my way. Right.
3: So I think I've got a better strategy for dealing with this leftward drift.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Right. And I'm happy to take him at his word. I, I, He's he's a hero of mine. Yeah. I'm happy to take him at his word that that's what he thinks he's doing. Yeah. Right. Um. But he sees... More clearly than anybody else up there, I think so. The nature of the fault lines. Yep, yes. I think so.
0: Absolutely. It, go ahead. All right. So I, I just want to I want to ask you about um, I want to ask about woke, woke. Just as we're closing, this is from Eric Mason's book, and the book that it's called Woke Church. Um, Lig Duncan uh, wrote, wrote the, wrote the forward. forward, and says in the forward that it was based on some comments he made at his T4G talk in two, 2018 uh based on
2: what would he say something like for the last 30 years i've had a blindness over my
0: eyes about this whole situation about race relations and so on so he says uh, this is what eric Mason says by the way he says um he says pan-africanists and black nationalists use the term woke to refer to no longer being naive nor in mental slavery and we have borrowed the term and redeemed it to be used in the context of being awakened from deadened sinful thinking in fact Every believer has been awakened from sin's effects and Satan's deception, Ephesians 5.14. Thus, the believer is able to be aware of sin and challenge it wherever it is. So woke is a word commonly used by those in the black community as a term for being socially aware of issues that have systemic impact. This social awareness doesn't come from just watching the news or reading history through a traditional lens. Being woke has to do with seeing all the issues and being able to connect cultural, socioeconomic, philosophical, historical, and ethical dots. What's wrong with being woke?
3: Well, what you're doing is you're tagging a Bible verse on, you're, you know, a Waco sleeper. I think that's yeah, the verse yeah, they're talking about. yeah, five 514. a, a Waco sleeper. So you're taking um, a Bible verse that says waking up is a good thing, right? And then you apply it to the the definition uh, the definition of connecting all the dots. The world's as definition, supplied, as supplied by the world, mm. right? And so um, w- we are to be woke to the temptation of worldliness, but pan-africanism and that whole thing is one of the temptations right it's mm. it's not part yeah. of the salute it's not part of the solution yeah. um
0: it's uh it's, so it's like taking so and if we if I understand you right it's it's saying um these movements are actually uh in darkenments yes they're, they're like falling asleep it's going it's going to sleep it's so, going to sleep well, and, and yeah. let's name going to sleep waking Whoa. up right and, and put a Bible verse on and, it. And,
3: and so the problem when he says we borrowed the term, we repurposed the term. right? Redeemed it. We we redeemed yeah. it. I would say, okay, what process did you go through? To redeem wh- that. To redeem that. What did you get rid of? Right. What have you rejected? Right. Out of all the things that in the normal secular mm-hmm. use of woke, what have you rejected? Right. What have you thrown away? What have you damned as false gospel? Right. What, what have you? And the answer is... Well, they wouldn't be able to give you a list.
0: Right. And so back to your point earlier in terms of like checking the fruit. Right. If, if people want to follow this and say, well, I don't know, Doug, maybe you're being too jumpy about this. They could grab Eric Mason's book. Right. Read the book, Woke Church, and ask the question you just asked. Right. What about the world's definition of woke did you damn? Right. Which part of it did you chuck? Yeah. um, right. Did That's you actually filter really it out? Yep. Right. Or did you just assume their standards? Yeah.
3: Don't don't say we ran the term through our filters i would say let me check the filters and see what it caught yeah
2: <laughs> let me see your homework yeah let, yeah. let, me,
3: let me see what it did yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly yeah, look, one of the things
2: that really bothers me about this term is that don't we have words already in the christian faith that mimic being born again like oh, regeneration <laughs> yeah. and then also yeah. you know if you look at um lazarus when he was dead and god brought him back to life regenerated him he still had to have his clothes taken off so there's a point of sanctification you know. These these traditional reformers that we've always had. I don't understand why all of a sudden you know like we need some new words.
1: Last last point on this, um, you know the term doesn't have any impact in your life if you've not been woke for thirty years like Lincoln Duncan. But you've been
2: regenerated, but you just haven't been woke.
1: But it doesn't mean anything when you actually become woke. Right. Like if you're teaching theology for 30 years at your seminary and then you just now realize that you've been a racist. Well, is the enemy of regeneration, if you ask me. Anyway, Pastor
2: Wilson, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank Thank you for having me. Good time as always. (laughs) (laughs) If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is cross-politic. I don't think we got you in enough trouble. I, know. I thought that was too easy of a show.
3: <laughs> I think that was.
1: Things are changing in the culture and in the church. Issues of race and justice have polarized many of us. And we're left wondering at least these two questions How did we get here? And why is God allowing this to happen?
0: Well, the answer can be found on a project called The Appendix by Pastor Kurt
1: Kennedy. This is an album and documentary. The appendix can be found at the iTunes store, Amazon, and wrathandgrace.com.
5: Wrath, wrath and grace.